Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. So here we are. We are in the final countdown. Lent is nearly over. Holy Week is here, of course. We've already been working through some of this Holy Week. And it's good to remember, perhaps, that we call it Holy because we bring our focus very specifically onto the last few days of Jesus' ministry, on those very last days of his life leading up to his crucifixion. Monday Thursday is past, of course. Jesus has completed his, his final teaching with his disciples there in the upper room. He's celebrated that, that Passover meal, his last Passover supper with them. He's been betrayed by Judas. At this point, the other 11 have forsaken him. Today is Good Friday. In a very short bit, we're going to hear the Passion account. The reading of John 18 and 19. And, and in that Passion account, we're going to hear about Jesus' sham of a trial. We're going to hear about his beatings. We're going to hear about his walk to the place of the skull. We're going to hear about his crucifixion. We're going to hear about his six hours on the cross. We're going to hear about his surrendering of his spirit. Now Easter is just around the corner. That great resurrection event is, is almost here. That day that we celebrate Jesus as the firstborn from the dead. The one who would come back from the dead for the first time, never to die again. We're almost there. We are in the final countdown. But to what? Where does the countdown actually hit zero minutes and zero seconds. See, the great salvation narrative has had and will have many pinnacle moments. Some of you will honestly be more familiar with these than others, but most of you will be familiar with most of these, I expect. Things like God's promise to Abram, and then the birth of his son, Isaac. A pinnacle moment in the salvation narrative that we have heard, heard many times through the scriptures. Another one, the rescue of over a million of Abraham's descendants, along with many Egyptians. We refer to that as the Exodus, of course. A pinnacle moment in salvation history. Going inside that moment with a little more detail than, of course, that, that pinnacle moment of the Passover itself. Maybe a little less familiar is the rediscovery of the Torah, the writings of God, the instructions of God, the scriptures that they had. This happens later in what we refer to as the Old Testament. Similarly, again, maybe a little less familiar, but another pinnacle moment when the temple was rebuilt. And then we have the Word of God 
becoming incarnate. Jesus Christ, born in the flesh. And then, of course, there is his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Not long after that, another pinnacle moment, the Pentecost, the birth of the, the Christian church, in a sense. And then there's still things to come. Another pinnacle moment will be Jesus' triumphant return. And then following that, the new heaven and the new earth. And then the fact that we, through faith, will spend eternity in this new creation. All of these are pinnacle moments throughout this salvation history. But only one of these surpasses all the others in its eternal impact on the world and in fact on, on all of history. Only one of these surpasses all the others in its grandeur, in its beauty, in its joy, and its excitement. Only one of these exceeds all of the other events in giving us reason to rejoice, reason to give God thanks and praise for his mighty deeds. See, when Adam and Eve sinned, and God declared that he would send a savior in that moment, the countdown clock started its 4,000 plus year journey to zero minutes, zero seconds. And again, we're in that final countdown right now as we celebrate Holy Week. But believe it or not, the countdown struck zero on Good Friday. I think we usually think that it hits that zero on Easter. But it hit zero on Good Friday. See, it was not the resurrection of Jesus that paid for our sins and reconciled us to the Father. It was the dead Lamb of God sacrificed on the cross of Golgotha that did that. It was not the resurrection of Jesus that defeated sin, death, and the devil. It was the death of the Son of God who took our sin, who took our death, and took them with him to the grave willingly. The resurrection, that was the proof. The resurrection was the victory lap that we will celebrate very soon. That's the victory lap that we will participate in the day that we are raised from the dead on the last day when Jesus returns. His death, though, was the payment. Jesus' death was the atonement. Jesus' death was the pinnacle of his life. And that's what we commemorate tonight. His death is the pinnacle of history. It is the moment in time 
that all of time looks to, whether it was Adam and Eve who were looking forward to that, along with Abraham, with all the prophets, with all of those who came before Jesus who were looking forward, or whether it's all of us who are looking back to that moment. Everything in history pivots on this night. And tonight, you will hear the exact words that are the pivot of all history. In Greek, it's tetelestai. In English, it's it is finished. When you hear those words spoken, hear in your heart that Jesus has finished his course for you. When you hear him say from the cross, it is finished, know with absolute certainty that the payment for your sin was finished. That word is a bigger word than even just finished. It means accomplished, completed. Nothing else was necessary after that. When you hear Tetelestai, it is finished. Followed by those words that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Rejoice. Rejoice, but rejoice with the loudest, silent reverence that you can muster. The king of creation is dead. And yet by faith, you shall live because of it. Rejoice, be glad, praise the Lord to tell us die, but do not speak. Give honor to your dead God in silent reverence. Hold back just a little longer the alleluias that your soul yearns to cry out. Wait just a little longer. To tell the sky, it is finished because tonight God dies for you.